This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Yes, yes. Guess I can take my headphones off, Jackson. <laughs> Me too. Uh, welcome in. Tim McKernan Show, QFTA, June 26. 2023. We're in the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. Our sponsors, Ryan Kelly, the HomeLoanExpert.com, James Carlton, CarltonInsurance.net, Munganass St. Louis Acura, and all Toyota, St. Louis Acura.com, and all Toyota.com, Mark Hanna, Evergreen Wealth Strategies, EvergreenSTL.com, and Seth Goldcamp and Design Air Heating and Cooling online at DesignAirService.com. My name is Timothy Michael McKernan. That's Action Jackson. Jackson's excited because we're talking at 1110 a.m. Central. And we have a sales meeting at 12 p.m., and that means I am capped. How excited are you that I am capped? Indeed, indeed. You know, I love doing QFTA. Oh, my so, gosh. So, you know, I uh, I always like to do it, so it's never a burden on me on a week-to-week basis. I really but do But am I, like, it. doing the thing where I'm going, does this make me look fat? You know, so I'm, like, making you, I'm setting you up to say, no, I like, no. No, I hear, I, I understand where you're coming yeah. from with that, but I truly do, like, if I were to rank... Yeah, I love doing all three shows we do. Oh, rank? Okay, this is going to be an interesting moment. Mount Rushmore, or not Mount Rushmore because we only have four, rank the order in which you enjoy doing the shows. Wow, this is going to be a big moment. QFT. I don't know. I'm looking at I'm looking at my cards. <laughs> yeah. I know what I think you're going to say. Oreo, lick it, like the hand. Nice. Um, I like doing this podcast the most. Because I truly, it's like the one show we don't do live. Therefore, you can pretty much say what you want and then mm-hmm. deal with it later. Although we seldom do, ever do that. Um, TMA two, just because you know it's the show that I've listened to forever and uh, was the only show I did at the beginning. Uh, so it's got a special place in my heart. And Balloon Party third. Now, when I rank Balloon Party third, I don't want it to come across that like I don't like doing Balloon Party. I do. There's just an added stress of running the board on Balloon Party. Um, so that enters in, and I'm constantly nervous I'm going to screw something up, uh, which kind of fuels me. So in a sense, it's good. But because of that, I would rank that third. I think the audience is probably going to be surprised to hear your rankings, but how about this? I echo those rankings. Yeah. My my reason for this being number one is I talk on it. Number two, uh, I, uh, I I feel like this is this is my personality more than any show. Right. And I don't know why that is. Right. Uh, and then on Balloon Party, I feel like in the back of my mind, even though no one has told me otherwise, and I therefore imagine if you haven't, uh, if I haven't heard it, then you haven't heard it, uh, that we have to stay within the realm of sports. Right. That I feel like this obligation to feel like I have to stay in sports. Right. I you look concerned, from. distracted. Nah. This is a podcast full of honesty. What is going on? So because my headphones aren't working for the reason I was having headphone issues mine, on, uh, on Bloom Party, uh, I see that we're getting picked up at the waveform. We checked before and everything's good. I was just making sure your mic was on. I, I want to make sure 
before I can relax and really get into my thought got process, it. I got to make sure everything's going okay. right. And to my knowledge, everything is. Yeah, we can't. We usually have our headphones on and we listen to this thing as we go, but uh, for whatever reason, it's not working. So that's We're what Jackson's talking about. So anyway, uh, yeah, I feel like if I could do QFTA on, um, for lack of a better term, a real station, mm-hmm. all due respect to 105.7 HD2, sure. that could be what I do forever. Forever. And yeah. I would love it. Yeah, that's what I would that that I'd say that. Thank you. That sounds good. That's what yeah. I would do. But for me at this point in my career to stick solely to sports ish topics, that kind of narrows my scope of my personal interest. So yeah. that is why I would put balloon party third. So there is there, there it is. Jackson, I bet I bet that surprises people with yeah. the ranking. They probably would have thought it would have been a flip flop of one and two. Yes. I That's was just about I to say that. I think people were gonna think it would have been TMA, then then QFTA, then Balloon Party. Right. And again, not a shot at TMA. This is just where I feel uh, both of us can really open up and kind of Everything's up for grabs. Yeah, snatch grabs even. Thank you. Drinks, Coke. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasts podcasting platforms and you can also find it on uappodcast.com uh all right so since we are on the clock in some semblance for the first time in a very long time i uh i went through the emails in advance of the show and i'm like okay let's make sure we have one that i don't just go okay i don't know yeah will the battle hawks turn into an nfl team uh and make sure i got something here that can uh, can get us going and i and i have this for you jackson sweet uh, I was wondering if you had any opinions about psychology of hate following in social media. It seems that some people specifically follow certain people on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, etc., just to hate on posts they see or complain. For example, on today's TMA show, now for the record, this was sent in two weeks ago. Okay. Um, to, on today's TMA show, uh, more than two weeks ago, uh, Iggy started complaining about a radio station in Springfield, Missouri. But my question is, what is he doing to have an algorithm provide him information from Springfield, Missouri, (laughs) and why would he want to see it in the first place? Similarly, I have a friend that we used to work together at a former employer about four years ago when he left under bad circumstances. He regularly sends me messages about how things he sees related to the employer and complaining about them. It got so bad I'd ask him for a moratorium because almost every message he would send would be about something he saw on their website or posts he sees them make on social media. He seems obsessed with following everything they do and feels it is necessary to always comment in a negative way about them. I have no doubt that he is mentally scarred by the experience and it is preventing him from moving on and getting over it. I guess what I don't get is what compels someone to actively seek out things they don't like and why some people seem more susceptible to this than others. That comes from not Caller Adam, who, for my money, along with uh, Timmy Recaps, two of our most valuable uh, QFTAers, along with the people who send in erotic stories. Uh, P.S. Again, I'm enjoying the show, not Caller Adam. Here's the thing. I love the question. My honest response, my initial honest response is I don't know why. I know for me, 
personally, when it comes to going somewhere where it's going to bring negativity, I feel like over the last, I'll say five years, probably closer to 10, but I feel confident with five years that I, for example, unfollowing news organizations on Twitter or muting and whatever I've done, sure. I have no idea. That's been a positive development. Um, I know there are places uh, online, multiple places, where if I went there, I would read just made-up shit about me, about our show, obviously negative. Yeah. So I just, I, I'm not, there's not even a, a sliver of a temptation mm-hmm. to read it. Um, with the TMA fan page, which we are both the moderators of, yep. albeit a very laissez-faire moderation, minus sure. when uh, Facebook's algorithm will delete posts from 2017 and we get notifications right. well, on it. It's about time. Uh, or community standards notifications, which I talk about like people know what they are, but when somebody posts something and Facebook pulls it or suspends the user or removes the user, whatever the case, otherwise we just don't really do much with it. But I, because we're moderators, I... I have to see that, but that is um, can be a place where if I'm not getting ripped, and I'd say I get ripped more passive aggressively, um, usually two of the four other people on the show are getting ripped actively. Yeah, directly. <laughs> By name. Uh, Plowhawk and Niggy are who I'm thinking of for the record. Uh, so I guess you can kind of speak to somewhat there, what not Colorado I'm talking about. Um, I just avoid it. Uh, I'm, I love reading powermizzou.com, mm-hmm. the Colonel's, uh, website yep. and as, as a Missouri fan. And I feel like every once in a while there'll be a thread about TMA or my mm-hmm. name will be on it and I don't click on it. I, it's like, why? Cause what's the upside? Because I know it's not going to be positive, right. and I know it's 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 a weird thing to know people are writing about you, and then also know it's not accurate. Right. Which I would imagine for almost everybody listening to this is not the way you experience life. And then also, I am aware because it's not your experience. You think we're probably either making it up or exaggerating it. Mm-hmm. And I understand that. I'm not. I, I'm not in the slightest bit. Um, Angry? How can I ask somebody to relate to my life experience when I couldn't possibly relate to other people's sure. life experience? Uh, I just, I guess, I suppose when it comes to media, I think people oftentimes think they know um, when when they don't. But that's just because it's kind of gossipy, especially in a smaller town. Um, so it's kind of like a low, 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 low tier form of celebrity. And then it's like, oh, yeah, I heard I went to school with him and I heard you know, those kind of shit. So anyway, um, that's uh, but it, but it took some time to to get there. And what were we talking about? Oh, we we're talking about Tory Krug. By the time this airs, he might not be a member of the Blues. But mm-hmm. as we're talking, Tory Krug had removed uh, St. Louis Blues pictures from his Twitter profile. Adam Wainwright had deleted his Twitter profile. And I don't know Tory Krug in any way. I don't even know if I've ever had an interview or conversation with Tory Krug. Adam Wainwright, I've certainly interviewed. God, I don't know how many times. Um, I can recall we went to a spring training game. I think it was 20, actually, so before COVID. 
And we were walking by where the the clubhouse, right by where the picnic table was actually, and on his own. And I don't think he knows. I mean, maybe he would recognize my face, but we certainly don't know each other. He sees my son, who at the time was two, and, you know, gets down on his knee to to talk to him and hand him a baseball and so awesome just i mean just completely apropos of nothing yeah it's good uh and i'm thinking man here's a guy who represents just about everything good with people much less baseball yeah and it got so rough for him that he deleted his twitter account and then we talked a little bit about it on tma today and people like oh he's fucking soft i'm just going god you know don't just (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, that's, is that the line you're going to take? Like, you don't go, maybe it's out of control if a guy like Adam Wainwright is going, okay, I've had enough. Even make a big production. I am leaving Twitter. Right. Just deleted it yep. and moved on. Uh, I'm confident he's doing just fine and, and probably didn't lose much sleep. Just going, yeah, what's what am I doing? I'm however the whole old he is in his 40s. 40, yeah. Uh, with five children, I would imagine a hundred plus million dollars in the bank. Why do I even, yeah. you know, why do I even bother? And, that, and unfortunately, that's where I am. And I don't know. And I would, because I would love to interact with people. But I know it's not necessarily good faith. Why on their part, not everybody's part. And it's only, it'd probably be only be like 5%. But then it becomes like a thing for people who I would never hang out with. And I guess that might sound hard, but I really wouldn't. I would, right. under no circumstance, would I associate with or we just wouldn't have anything in common. Right. Because the people I'm going to hang out with aren't like hanging out all day on social media because I don't even know how I don't know how it gets to that point actually Uh, and I guess this bomb is hitting close to home for some but I don't really fucking care I mean it's just the truth like I don't like when I go to dinner with somebody like yeah did you get one over on you know some somebody on Twitter today you dunk on somebody on the fan page you know that's just not it's not the world in which I live nor is it a world in which I want to live but because of what we do it can be somewhat relevant because that is where bullshit percolates and becomes truth, even though it's false. Mm-hmm. So the hate follow, I don't, I don't know the psychology on it. I'm trying to think if I do any hate following whatsoever, and I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure, I gotta leave. It pretty sure, just on the off chance that. But I just, I just completely tune it out. I've created the perfect Twitter algorithm. Like I've, I've mastered it. So what have you done? I don't even know. It's, I just mute people who I don't like. I never want to ever see again on right, there. Yeah. And now all I get is NBA news and movie tweets and Cardinal stuff. So we're kind of on zoo. the same page. It makes me happy that you at twenty five have gotten there because I probably didn't get there until I don't know thirty five forty. But again, part of it is we had the inside STL message board, and and that was uh, that was a that was certainly a hate follow kind of situation right. um, for the members of it who just got into the thing of hating me or hating the show or whatever. Um, but I mean, I, I that was our website, so I had to be cognizant of it. Uh, and it was anonymous names, even though we had the names, the people were posting anonymously. So you had kind of a Twitter before Twitter situation. Uh, but why people hate follow? I don't have the answer to that. 
I don't know. And and and, and it sucks because it's a very good question. It actually makes my synapses fire because I'm kind of like as I'm as I'm a- asking the question, it's like I'm trying to dig into why people would do that. But Doug and I have said this multiple times on TMA, just kind of as a as a matter of conversation. If I'm listening to the radio is more the case for Doug, or in my case, a podcast, or a, if I'm listening to a book, sure. and I'm bored by a book, or irritated, although I don't know if I've gotten irritated by a book, um, I don't, like, go and motherfuck right. the host or hosts or the yeah. author. I just go, okay, I'm, I'm done with that. Right. So I don't understand that part of it but then again we're kind of in the arena on it so if we were doing that that'd be a real real i mean that'd be an indication of a bigger problem i don't feel like you see many people who've kind of planted their flag pre-social media doing that crap in 2023 i'm sure there are some who do and it's it's one of the things, and I and, and I say this, and yet I find you certainly are not this case, but I would consider you an old soul, so to speak. Uh, certainly behave more like somebody in their 30s with a family than 25 and single. It's one of those things, like, I would look back on how I acted on social media a decade ago and just cringe. Mm-hmm. And I think it's one of those things that either when it comes to getting married and having children... Or just having children, perhaps I don't know. That you go, God, I don't, I don't have time for this. And not only do I not have time for it, I'm, I'm kind of embarrassed that I even used to do it. So I, I remember, uh, what's his name, Will Leach, who mm-hmm. used to be the guy on Deadspin. Right. He said, I, I don't know how old he is. He's probably in my age range. Uh, and I think he, it was an article about Barstool, and he goes, you know there comes a time where you just go, yeah, I don't want to be the quote cool troll guy on the internet anymore. No. Twitter, you know, wherever you like, it's, you know, so I don't know. I don't know how to, to explain the hate follow. What theories do you have? Do you have theories? I do. Oh, good. This is great. Educate me. I do. I feel like right now, 2023, and it's probably been going on for a considerable amount of time, there's a need for people to have a hero and a villain. There's a need for a protagonist and an antagonist in any situation. It's the model behind reality TV. It's the model behind WWE. You have a hero and a heel, you know, that, that kind of idea. And I feel so often that on certain issues, like we have to make a protagonist and an antagonist out of a situation that may not call for it, you know? And so some people might hate follow their antagonist when really that person isn't the the enemy of whatever your mindset is on a certain topic. It's just someone with a differing opinion, but we've left little room for nuance anymore where now any situation people have to take a side on. And there's not like a, maybe there isn't an answer to this. And so I think the hate follow comes with that because now we found our antagonists. I think the people that hate follow are self-aware that they are being hate followed and kind of play into it. I agree, and with that that snow- I agree with that part. And that snowballs into this whole dynamic where people are act like no, they go to this Twitter account to almost like feel that, feel like they're seeing red again. You know, it gives them that adrenaline boost and then they can get involved in the conversation. It feels like they're part of this 
battle that's going on social media where, again, like it's not a place of good faith conversation, especially when people are using accounts that don't have their names, don't have their pictures on it. How are you going to have a good faith argument with somebody who might as like could be anybody? You know, this is like it's battling the faceless warrior. And so I feel like that there's always this need for a protagonist and an antagonist in situations where that's not always the case. Yeah, I like that theory there. You know, I I rewatched the movie. I I always go back to movies, but I, I do movie do the right thing spike lee's movie 1989 brilliant movie if you haven't danny seen it aiello. danny aiello who's nominated for uh, best supporting actor for that movie outstanding film and at the end of this movie and i don't want to spoil it but there's a malcolm x quote and there's a martin luther king jr quote and it represents this movie which is about love and hate and i feel like if that movie came out now there would be this whole argument about what side was right. Was violence right? Was boycotting right? Like, what would be the right thing? And Spike Lee's point of the movie is that it is a nuanced thing. There is no right answer. Change can't be defined by one thing. You know, this, uh, these opinions can't be formed by one moment. You have to look inside the margins, essentially. And I feel so often the hate follow kind of comes from people, like, choosing sides and not allowing themselves to, like, think, like, well, I think this point is right, but I also think the other side has this point right. And I just feel like now we have to have this like ideology of like, I'm on this team and anyone who's against it is an enemy of me. And to keep up the narrative, like look what the other side is doing, you have to keep seeing what they're saying. What does it say that the vast majority of those who, I don't like uh, I feel like the word chirp has been overused, troll has been overused, so I'll just go old school and say critique, which is probably too much of a euphemism for what sure. it actually is. Uh, those who they are hate following are doing so from, I call it a burner, but th- th- it's their account. Right. But it's, of course, not their real name. Right. It's like a shit posting account. And I would say 25%, maybe more, are doing it from something like that. Like an account not associated oh, with them. Shit. You gotta take Give me over. the over and yeah. all my assets are in the middle of the pot. <laughs> yeah, you're probably you're probably right. But I would say under fifty percent, at least twenty five to fifty percent are using not real accounts or Well no, but, I think they're I think they're the real my point is is it's not equal footing. Okay. Like I can't right. engage in a good faith debate with somebody who's not using their identity and therefore there is zero point for me to do it i have no appetite for it i have none none couldn't care any less i guess i got i don't know i don't even know i'll have to look it up i don't even know if i'm on twitter at this exact moment uh how many followers i have i have no idea i don't really tweet i retweet the <laughs> shit that you tweet from the tma account yeah Some and occasionally that up. lsu mom gif yeah and that's essentially my i don't even know Maybe how to find my poll. followers where the hell do you find your followers should be on your profile profile okay thank you very much what do i have Twenty six thousand followers what a what a disappointment for those people because <laughs> um, i just don't tweet anymore uh now the thing is, I would like to. I would. Lo- I love interacting with people. Yeah, right. Love it. Love it. That's why we. I mean, this is our third show in five hours. I love having conversation. The issue with it is, is it's not. It's not like I'd, I'd create a a page. I really would, where it's you know we know the people are real, and it's truly you know a place where people can come and and bullshit. Um, 
I would love that. Whether I know them or not, couldn't care any less. But what winds up happening is it it it's just, it it devolves into clicks and ooh, look, you got you know you dunked on this person. Right, okay, right. It right. becomes like an audience. There's an audience to the debate, and that's not how debates that, are done. It's it's not even yeah, because debate. If there's truth, there's really nothing to debate. <laughs> right, debating facts. Uh, you know, we can't debate yeah. what two plus two equals. Uh, although we are in the process these days of debating what two plus two equals, right. so um, I, I and that's and in that sense, it's a shame because I would enjoy it, but I don't know how to go about. I'm not necessarily searching it out. I just it's if that is we 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 have read an article right at the end of today's balloon party, and it wasn't why Gen Z is killing live sports. It was why Gen Z is killing sports media and to be clear because i know sometimes you can be defensive about the generation thing and i think the generation thing is lazy as fuck because every generation i feel like bitches about the generation i I assume you could go back to the 1890s and we're bitching about people you know so point being this was more based on data and what has transpired with viewing habits and then how it's impacting sports media what i am saying is you know if indeed the sports media world or whatever media world is grabbing your phone and just like spewing a take just for the purpose of having one. I just have zero interest in that in part because I feel like in order to really come up with an educated opinion, I, I that takes some time to actually get some context. Uh, you know, for example, I, I I would love to, I really would, like put a group together, like our group on Pick 6, for example. I think that would be a, a good group, whether it be after a big golf tournament, a big college football game, a big Cardinal game, big Blues game, big take your pick of whatever, any any event, really. Mm-hmm. Like what they do with, like, no laying up. Right. Uh, and immediately go live. And it's so easy to do. I love that idea. At the same time, the downside of doing something like that is if we are live right away when the game ends, let's use that as an example, then we don't have the time to hear some oftentimes incredibly valuable information from a player, manager, coach, whatever, as to what took place in the reasoning for something. And so then you're just going off half-cocked. And while there'd be no accountability for it because it's your phone and you're not necessarily working for anybody when you're doing it... um, I feel like I would be doing a disservice to those who are watching if I am, you know, improperly opining or informing, misinforming, I suppose would be the proper term. So, uh, you know, that's something that I think through. I would love to be able to spend time in interacting more with the audience. The issue to me is the faux toughness that the anonymity grants those who want to cause shit. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, well, then there's then there's no point. Right. Yeah. Um, but again, if you want to psychoanalyze the hate follow, which is what Not Colorado was asking about, I don't, I have, I really don't know how it gets to that point. I suppose, while I agree without question that there's a, plenty of hate following, I think that when it gets down to it, of the population who is on social media, burner account, non-burner account, you know, using their real name or using some kind of characters to avoid using their real name, whatever, how many are followed, what percentage are hate following, what do you think the answer to that is? 
And, uh, and honestly, anything I say is a, you could say a hundred percent. You could say zero percent. I, yeah, I, I mean, have no clue. Thirty to thirty-five. Okay, yeah, I, that'd be my guess in that range. And then of that, I mean, what portion of that is of the population? My oh, the reason yeah. I bring that up is it's a small, yeah. it's 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 vocal, right? But it's a small percentage of the population. So, for example, when it comes to TMA or balloon party or this podcast, and people either are aware of what I do for a living, um, or are fans of it, or just kind of are slightly aware or just curious because it's a you know relatively speaking unique job um that is they're all outside of the tma twitter bubble the tma youtube bubble the tma fan page bubble the tma instagram bubble you know Mm -hmm. so while that seems like that is the audience because that's where we get our feedback which can experience which can certainly be hate following the vast majority of the people who listen to any or all of these shows aren't the ones who are posting. Right. That doesn't mean they're better or worse, or the posters are better or worse. It's just math. Yeah. Um, and so it's easy to get caught up on um, whether it be hate following or compliments. And I, 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 I don't want to say I dismiss all, but if somebody were to email me, and I know it comes from a real email address, and whether it's complimentary or critical, but it's, it's for lack of a better term, thought out. And you can tell it's coming from a good faith place, whether it's positive or negative. I am in and I will respond. Uh, if it's somebody using a burner to shit on or if it's somebody just blowing me, you know, whatever, God bless. But if it's well thought out and it's critical, I, I, I. I love it yeah. if it's coming from a you know a, right. a place of being a genuine account with a genuine thought out, and I suppose then it gets into what is genuine, and what is not, and that that can be subjective. But I, I, as far as somebody going, I'm going to click on Donald Trump's account, or I'm going to click on Joe Biden's account, and then just sit there and shit on anything that they post. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, or if you want a musician or an actor or right. an athlete uh, or a media personality. I don't know. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that this probably will activate some people and please email in, give me your theories on it. T McKernan at inside Cause I don't do it. I'm kind of in a way surprised that I don't recall. I'm sure I've had to have done it, but I don't, I guess I can look at who I follow. I, I got so many motherfuckers <laughs> muted, though, man. I don't. I don't even know. Oh, my mute list is also very dense. Yeah. Uh, I would think that a, the uh, be a high percentage of people who do do the hate follow thing also respond and do. I'll use Twitter as an example. Tweet back at people and do that. And so, in a way, the hate follow is necessary for them to keep up their narrative. Like they have to find out what they're saying so that they can send their next critique. As a you know. word, I'm using nicely, but really just like responding to them in a, in a mean-spirited way, they have to continue to hear what's going on. So in a sense, they kind of have to hate follow because I think where the disconnect comes, where you, where we kind of have trouble comprehending it is, like you said at the outset, when we don't like something, just turn it off or no longer listen to it, and then that's probably the last time you'll ever think about it, most likely. But if someone doesn't like something and then continues to listen to it or watch it or read it, then they're making that conscious choice to hate follow or hate listen 
So they're going to want to keep hearing it so that they can continue their narrative, whereas someone who doesn't necessarily want to get involved with that hears it, doesn't like it, and moves on. And so I think that disconnect right there is what sets people on a dark path, whereas I think a lot of times if you just muted it or tuned it out, you probably end up being a lot happier, and you certainly wouldn't have this track record on Twitter of shitting all over people, which, you know, people can see, like your employer can see. and Which is why people use... Burners. Yeah, that's right. right. And so, or they don't use their names. I mean, I, I think there's a difference between a burner and like would agree. You know, would agree. But essentially, it all ends up to the same place. You know, it's all anonymous posting. And how can someone have a good faith debate if you're not going to use your real name because you have nothing to lose, whereas the other person has everything to lose? And that, that the, the, the thing that I use as far as something that people can relate to and perhaps remember uh, when Joe Buck had Artie Lang on his show in 2009. And Joe's got a ridiculously quick mind, but in that exchange with Artie Lang, Artie could go down places that Joe, as the voice of the Super Bowl and the World Series, could not, and mm-hmm. therefore Artie was going to win. It was right. there was nothing that that Joe could do, and and that that's, I suppose, my analogy for for Twitter. If somebody if you go at somebody, then all of a sudden it'd be like, then your employer can go what in the you know, right. and it's just that's why. If you're sitting there and you're running an, a P&L, so to speak, of what your potential income is versus your expense, it's a it's a no-brainer. You don't even... Right. Why invite... It, that's the thing. Trouble. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, it's a unique spot where at any moment I can pick this thing up, my phone, and just read something that just, you know, is an attempt to psychologically destroy. Yeah. And... I suppose it's a weird it's also strange I would imagine for people listening for us to have that experience of course people listening most likely not experiencing that although I'm sure some do in some capacity uh, but the vast majority wouldn't I, I would like to I would happily trade with people for, for not <laughs> right. but then also because I've been experiencing it so long it's in in one ear out the other situation, which is why I did the thing like a month ago saying, hey, send me an email to try to piss me off. Because I'm curious if I am at a point, not from a, not, and this isn't like I'm so tough, it's like I'm so jaded right, so that I don't know what the fuck you could say that I go, oh, I haven't heard that before and that fucks me up. So in a way, it's sad that it's so common but I don't know. I don't. I wonder how long like, like the hate follow's been going on because you can take it beyond Twitter. Like oh, you know, yeah. you we know. talk about private parts where the people who listen, yeah, yeah, listen yeah, yeah. Way longer the guys who say they hate it. So it's a weird deal. Um, and and I'm, I've said this a few times here on on TMA recently. You want if you're in our industry, as strange as it sounds, to have people react right and in in a reaction can be negative sure but that sounds counterintuitive you know i'm not going to name the names of the people who i would say i think are really well liked but i would tell you that most likely there is an indirect correlation on their likability and their income Mm -hmm. as weird as that might sound um and so being disliked comes with the territory 
being attacked is something that also comes with the territory, but there is a difference. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know what was, we were talking about on TMA today, and either Iggy or Doug were saying something about, oh, they're getting lit up on Twitter about that. I go, but who doesn't get lit up on Twitter? I mean, that's just kind of the deal. Right, right. If you are in a spot where you're in the arena, mm-hmm. I realize if you're, you know, the private citizen, you're either not posting or you're the one who can be doing the attacking, yeah. so to speak. But yeah, why somebody would, would sit there and go, I'm going to follow, I don't even know who would be a good example of, I don't know, shit, I'll look at, but my fo- I'm still scrolling through, and it, and it may, also makes me realize I haven't really been following many people for a long time. Um, yeah, because there's some people in here, but I mean, it's just a mute fest. Yeah, yeah. You like know, as soon as I see something where I'm I mean, like, I'm oh, sure I'm muted doing? like fucking crazy, except the only thing you're missing out is an LSU mom gif. Which is needed at some point. Thank you. Um, yeah, you're absolutely right. Like, as soon as I see something that I'm like, ooh, what's this doing on my perfectly formed algorithm? It's <laughs> instamute because I just, I don't, I have no right. interest in seeing it. And you can say like, well, how can you get a full scope of things if you don't look at opposing opinions or differing views? And I can look at that when it's in good faith, you know, but I don't think Twitter, certainly being an example or any social media really, is a platform where good faith arguments and discussions are taking place therefore i don't go there for that i go to twitter for sports news and trade updates and like goofy shit i don't necessarily go there because like that's where i feel like my mind is going to be enriched not at all in fact i there's plenty of other outlets where that can be the case twitter or any social media is not where i find that Mm -hmm. and i feel like some people do feel like that's where they can enrich their minds and i just i would tell you that it is it is a slippery slope. Uh, your theories on why the hate follow exists. Do you hate follow? And if so, why? Why do you hate follow? Uh, email me, tmckernan at insidestl.com, T-M-C-K-E-R-N-A-N at insidestl.com. All right. Thank you to thehomeloanexpert.com, Ryan Kelly. Thank you to... James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency on carltoninsurance.net. Thank you to Seth Goldcamp of Design Air Heating and Cooling online at designairservice.com. Thank you to Jamie Burkhardt, Clayton Patterson, and Peter Munganast online at stlouisacura.com and altontoyota.com. Munganast, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota. And thank you to Mark Hanna, Evergreen Wealth Strategies online at evergreenstl.com. For Action Jackson, I'm Tim McKernan. This has been the Tim McKernan Show, QFTA from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios.